understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast. I'm so excited, guys, because this year I really set out a few strong goals, and one of them was to really build my network of women that were in the same space that I was, because if any of you are on this entrepreneurship journey, you have either discovered or you will soon discover that it is very lonely, simply put, and it's also, as they say, it's lonely at the top. So If you are on this journey and you realize how alone you are or soon to discover, I found really quickly that it was important to surround myself with like-minded women and especially locally because I'm based in Tampa, Florida. I set out this year to really meet a lot of women that were in the same space that I was so that we could support each other, surround each other, um, and just really lock arms and the talk and so that we could all support each other. So along my journey, I had the opportunity of, I had a really weird run in and ended up meeting a amazing young lady um, who I know will be friends for a very long time. And so I had to have her on my podcast because we had such a unique conversation uh, when we got together. So I have her as my guest today. So I am so excited to welcome Miss Rachel Burns. Hey girl, <laughs> thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you a little bit more and open up to your audience. So thank you so much for having me. Of course. Listen, after I heard, after we had that conversation, I was like, we got to talk about this in person because this is a this is a thing right now. Right? It was a heart-centered connection. <laughs> yes, yes. And we understand each other. And you know when you meet somebody like that, you're like, oh, we're on the same page. <laughs> right? I think I said to you, I was like, I'm a soul connector. I want to connect with the soul. And yep. it was like an instant, you know, connection and which brought us here. So I, I really think, uh, you know, the world works in mysterious ways. So it does. It brings people together. I'm telling you. Yes, and, and we discovered we have mutual friends. So it's really a small world anyway. <laughs> right. Hey, I went to high school with her. How do you know her? <laughs> So I know a little bit about you and your business and your awesome personality, but if you don't mind, tell my audience a little bit about what you do. Yes. So I, um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have a couple of businesses fulfilling a few different passions and purposes that I believe I portray. So one of my businesses is a corporate gifting company. It's called Gift to Give Back. I've always been into giving back to the community and finding ways that I can either volunteer or monetarily give back. So I've aligned myself with a few nonprofits and Gift to Give Back was set up as a social enterprise. So it was a for-profit that gives back to the nonprofit space. So I love, that's kind of my passion project that was born beginning of 2017. And it's something that I'm, I'm really loving that I'm doing because I get to offer gifts that give back. So it's kind of a neat concept. And I also am a wellness entrepreneur. So I help women specifically heal their gut. So I'm all about healing the body from within. I believe that Our bodies were meant to heal themselves when we give it the proper nutrition and when we're taking care of ourselves, mind, body, and soul. So I have that, that I I work one-on-one with clients. My business is completely online 
And I have also partnered with an organic superfood company to help people get the best possible nutrition on the market. You just talked about two of my favorite things this year. Like literally those are the two things I'm honing in on. It's like my health, you know, why I keep telling people either it's because I'm about to turn 30 and my stomach is jacked or there's something that I don't understand and this like new gut health thing and all this stuff that's been coming out and then having a conversation with you, I was like, I have to make some changes. Yeah. I mean, that's where my passion flowed, right? So I dealt with leaky gut for three years, girl, and I didn't even know what leaky gut was a year ago. And it was causing issues that I was, I wasn't even aware could exist, you know, acne that I'd never experienced, you know, chronic bloating, anxiety that was causing me to not want to leave my house. And you know, as humans in this society that we're in, we think that, oh, we'll just throw a a topical ointment on the face or some kind of skin regimen and that will clear it up. Or we'll, you know, do everything surface level instead of digging into the root cause. And when I dug into my root cause, my whole entire life changed within a week. And I could cry telling that story because, you know, anybody who deals with the anxiety or any kind of mental blockage or brain fog knows that, that it's hard. And, confidence is down and what you're doing in your business is down because you can't get your mindset right. Mm. And to feel that change so quickly, I just, that's where my passion kind of and purpose came in full fledged. I was like, I have to give this to the world. I have to show the world what I did for myself. And I want to show up for other people and help them feel their best and live their best life. That's so awesome. And I love how you explained that because it was your issue first. I always have people come to me that will say, you know, I want to I want to start something. I want to do something. I want to be an entrepreneur, but I, I don't know where to start. And I'm like, then you need to dig deep and solve a problem for yourself and then give it to other people. Right. And you solve something for yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's where the, that's where the authenticity comes in. You're genuinely interested in the the health and the, you know, the growth of other people, mind, body, and soul when you've gone through something or a transformation like that, because you know firsthand how it feels and what the outcome was. And I think that gives you the power to be authentic in your message. And people are attracted to people that they know are being genuine. Oh, absolutely. Vulnerability. And, and I always tell people one of my biggest personal goals for the rest of my life will be to be more genuine every day because I am so attracted to people. I was, I've always said, have you ever like cross path, path, paths with someone <laughs> <laughs> that is like so genuine to their core that you're like, oh my, like, it's amazing. Like I've met people that I'm like, oh, you really mean everything you say. Like to right. the core, like you really love me. You really want to help me. Like you, that type of genuineness is just so attractive to me. So the more genuine you are when you help people, the more genuine you are when you are, are working online, serving, serving your audience, it comes across. People see it. They can feel it. Yeah. I get chills when you say that because it's so true. It, it touches you on a different level and it yep. gives you a different kind of drive. You're like, you know, whoa, that person just changed the outlook I have on whatever the situation may be that you're talking about. But that passion is conveyed in such a heart centered way that, you know, it's there, it's hard to not be attracted to that kind of energy. Right. I agree a hundred percent. And then your second thing, which touches all my heartstrings is that you set up a for-profit as a social enterprise, which I never knew what that was until I went back and got my master's degree. But it was like a, they explained it as like a new fad that all the for-profits starting were really honing in on social enterprise, which to help me or correct me if I'm wrong, which is just that as you set up your for-profit, you ensure that a certain percentage of the proceeds or that you are making money to in turn give it away. 
to a nonprofit, right? Absolutely. Yes. So each product, each gift that we create for our clients has a donation built into that cost. And then it goes directly to, I work with a charity called Eckerd Connect. Mm -hmm. That is where majority of my giving goes, unless we're doing large charity golf tournaments. So we do a lot of golf tournaments, large charity golf tournament gifts. So that donation would then go back to whatever specific charity is holding that golf tournament. So it's kind of a neat concept. And to touch a little deeper is I have both of my woodworkers because it's all handmade wooden products. So they're very unique and different. I can't, I'm I'm from Lutz. I'm from the country. I like the woods. I like the rustic feel. (laughs) So I was like, well, if I love that, I want to bring, you know, I have to love what I'm selling. You just do. You have to love what you're selling. So it's all handmade wooden products. And girl, I forgot where I was going. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, I looked online at some of it and it's amazing. And I think that's so cool because most for-profits are going to make all of their money and then years later decide that they want to donate something to charity. And you set up your for-profit with that in mind. It's like, it's almost like tithing. It's like, do it when you can't do it and you'll do more when you can. Right. And so I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say that both of my woodworkers actually have their own social impact attached to their businesses. So one of them gives back to Feeding Tampa Bay. He's a local He's a local woodworker here in St. Petersburg. And then my other woodworker is in Maryland, and he actually plants trees for every item he makes. So it's like layers upon layers of impact, and that fuels my fire because I feel like when you can give on multiple levels – it just brings so much light to the world and a sense of community and togetherness. And, and that, that was just really amazing how something from me turning a wood pin at his shop created this whole business of, of giving back. So it's pretty neat. Well, kudos to you. It's powerful because people will always wait to give because they'll say, well, when I make more money, I'll give money. Well, if you can't give a dollar when you have two, you're not going to give a hundred or you're not going to give a thousand when you have 2000. Like it's just, you have to learn to give early when you don't have it. So the fact that you set up your business that way is, uh, it's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So you said something to me the other day and I was like, whoa, you said you've never, ever been the type to follow society norms, but instead to challenge them. And I was like, "Ooh, I wish I was like that, but I wasn't up until a couple years ago because I was the complete opposite, you know, did the traditional school route, got my master's degree, like, you know, worked really, really hard to get a career so that I could stay there for as long as I could. And when I heard you say that, and that's, that's something I've kind of just jumped on board with, what would your advice be to women that are dealing with this as a challenge, like are starting to challenge society norms? I was, you know, a, a little different growing up in the sense of I always needed more. I always wanted more. I was searching for more, more, more. How can I grow and learn? And you know, I didn't do the traditional route. I didn't go to college because it wasn't, for me, it wasn't going to fulfill my needs in moving forward with my life. Do I think some people need to go to college? Absolutely. Do I think it's a necessity? I don't. I think it's all about what your goals are, where you see your life going and following through for you in your particular space, in your particular future plans. Um, those can certainly change, but, you know, I, it's 2018 and I am a huge believer that it's not the American dream is not go to school, get a gold watch and work 60 hours a week to build someone else's dream. It's not the way that world works anymore. And as a millennial and as, you know, an elder millennial, I would, I want to just, put that <laughs> <out there. laughs> you know, I think we have the power to 
change the society norm. And we have the tools at our fingertips. I mean, social media is a game changer. Digital marketing is a game changer. I mean, you can do anything you want to from a Google search bar. And I think, you know, I I guess to answer your question, what I would say is follow your passion, whether or not people think you're crazy, because the ones that think you're crazy are the ones that are going to stay exactly where they, where they are. Yes. And you want to grow and growing means stepping outside of that comfort zone and failing forward and learning as you go and, but just doing it. And Angie Lee, I love her. I love her so much because she says messy action is going to get you to the next level. Just start. And I'm like, what? Yes, just start. Because I'm never going to know exactly how to do things right away. But you, you know, I'm going to learn as I go, you're going to learn as you go and you make mistakes, but those mistakes help you out in the long run. So if I can just say that, start now, start today, start messy, do the damn thing and don't conform to what society says that we have to do. Because again, it's 2018 and those norms are to me out the window. No, you're so right. And I struggled with it for so long, but it's, that sounds like my favorite quote, which is like the toughest part is a decision to act. And then the rest is merely tenacity. Yes. People struggle with moving on or taking that first step because what if people say this or, you know, what if it doesn't work? So what? Do it anyway. Right. So this was something I thought was really unique. You and I met at an event and instantly we connected. We talked about that earlier. We both like within weeks, we scheduled a coffee date and we were like, all right. And then we talked for hours. Great. But it just made me think about how serious things are out there right now as a female entrepreneurs where it's like, who's the biggest influencer? Who do you have a high frame? Like, and everybody's in competition. And I feel like it's at an all time high. Why did you feel so free about connecting with me? And you said your goal was the same about connecting with other women like me. Yeah, girl, collaboration over competition every single day. I don't. again. I don't. (laughs) collaboration over competition (laughs) every single day. My whole life, I believe collaboration is dynamic. It's a win-win for both parties. And, you know, when you step into your power, you don't see other women as competition. You don't see them as, I wish I was them. Why do they have a bigger following than I do? How can they create the content they're creating? Blah, blah, blah collaboration, reach out to those influencers and say, Hey, I know you probably aren't going to answer me, but I love what you're doing. How are you doing what you're doing? I mean, it's all about learning from each other and, and taking it to the next level and being vulnerable in where we are ourselves. We can never look at it. Like I want to be there. I want to be her. I wish I had We'll make that shit happen. And the only way to do that is by showing up for yourself every single day and not comparing yourself to other people. Mm, I know because look at us now, like you're helping me with my health and wellness. Like I'm now I'm jumping on board with this gut health thing because of you. And I'm helping you with one of your websites, some changes you want to make. Like, yeah, had we not had that conversation and, and stayed, you know, considered being competitive instead of collaborating, we both would have lost a valuable tool that we added to our arsenal because of meeting each other and being open and, and honest. Absolutely. When you close close yourself off to that collaborate collaboration aspect or close yourself off to inviting other people to 
bounce ideas off of and network with. And I just think that I, I, I want everybody to know that collaboration is going to take you to the next level. It really, really will. So a lot of my listeners, I get a lot of feedback about people wanting to learn how to grow their social media and what to do differently and how to grow their audience. And I'm going to put a disclaimer out there before I ask, ask you this question. Guys, you can grow your social media all day long. You can have 100,000 followers, but you could do the same with 1,000 followers if you just are vulnerable and honest and engaging with your audience. And your followers don't serve you any unless you are communicating with them one-on-one and you are either building something that will serve them. So you and I talked and you told me about how it was almost recent that on Instagram you kind of like did a whole overhaul. You wanted to help people be successful. You wanted to get your voice out there and this was fairly new for you. And you said it kind of blew up. What do you feel like you did differently? Yeah. So prior to about the September is when I really started bringing my business to my social channels, uh, specifically Instagram. I've always really been doing, I, I've always done a lot on my Facebook, but specifically to my Instagram before September, it was just something I would throw up random photos of what I was doing, where I was traveling with no goal in sight of t- inspiring or attracting the people I wanted to to be networking with or, or collaborating with or who I wanted to attract to my business. So I decided that I was going to show up every single day and I was going to get real and raw and vulnerable and not give a crap what anybody else thinks about what I'm doing. So that's my first tip is show up every single day. If you want to be an influencer, if you want to have a following, if you want to inspire people They're looking for you every day, whether it's in your story feature or whether it's the content you're creating in your feed, you need to be giving good content, quality over quantity every single day. Don't just throw something up unless you're going to put time and effort and thought into what you're writing, because you're not going to attract or see any kind of growth unless you're doing that. And buying followers, you can go ahead, go ahead and buy followers, but the large influencers, that game is over. People want to be where the micro influencers are. People want to be where the engagement is high. You could have 15,000, 20,000 followers and have five comments. That's not doing anything for your brand. And so what I've seen happen is my engagement to my follower is the percentage is like double what it, what industry standards say, you know, it's like 10% of your following actually sees your content. Well, I have 3000 followers on Instagram and I'm getting 400 plus likes and like 70 comments. Yeah. You have high, high engagement. I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, you want to make sure you're checking your analytics. You want to see what's working and what's not working. Definitely. Like you, you need to be looking at that. What content is getting the most engagement? What do people want to hear from me? Maybe doing polls on your story and saying, Hey guys, like, What are you liking? Engaging with them, getting a feel for where they are. You can't just pretend like you know, because it might be different than what you're thinking. So you want to make sure that you're asking your following why they're here. Why are you here with me? Like, what am I doing to attract you? Because I love that you're here, but I want to make sure I'm serving you in the best way possible. It makes it sound like so much more than a platform. I love it. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So we made this sound so great. You did this overhaul to your Instagram. You show up every day. You're serving these people. You've got high engagement. People love it. You're being your truest, authentic self on Instagram. But when you and I met, you told me about a a message you received recently. Can you tell us exactly what it said? I can. So um, it's like 
stuck in my brain because it came from someone who I love. And it's usually the the people that are closest to you, right, that are giving you negative feedback. And you're like, what the heck, man, you're supposed to be my support system. Right. So I get a text message and it's like nine o'clock at night. And just to, I want to preface this a little bit is it was after I had posted something on my Instagram that said, thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so grateful for all of the wonderful people in my life. And then I elaborated on, on that kind of thing. All the the people that I get to serve, all my friends and family that that are there supporting me. So I get this text message that says, I love you so much, but you're going a little crazy with your posts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I get what you're trying to do, but just watching out. I'm proud of you though. <laughs> and I, so I was, so, you know, I took a few days on it. I didn't answer it because I was like, anything I will say at this point might be come off as rude. And, and I was in a place where I was like, it kind of hurt a little bit. Right. Right. So I was thinking on this for a little while and I came to the realization that not everyone is going to understand what I'm doing. Not everyone gets the larger picture of where I want my brand to go, what I want to do for other people and how I want to serve people on such a heart centered level. Not everyone's going to understand that, but I know how many people deal with that every single day. And I, we talked about this. You've dealt with this particular situation. Yes. Girl, listen. I mean, I have lost, not lost, but you would think that the people that love you the most and support you and especially have been there longer than life itself for you, that anything you do, no matter what or which direction it was in, they would support you. And there were... I mean, it really cleared the dust for me when I started doing stuff. I mean, and it started as early with my TEDx talk. When I did my TEDx talk, there were certain people that I thought were in my corner for life that didn't show up, had the ability, had the time, and they just didn't come. And then when I started my podcast, they didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to, anytime I had a win, they ignored it. Like they all of a sudden became the people that I could not talk to about this stuff to. And one of the best pieces of advice my boyfriend gave me was, it's just like, I think I said this earlier, but it's just like being lonely at the top. This will be the loneliest journey you'll ever be on because people don't like what they don't understand. Right. And I was like, whew. And then yesterday I was telling you about this. I had a, I have a family friend who her and her husband are starting a podcast and she reached out to me and said the text mess or the message when I read it, I was like, are you talking about my life? She was like, I felt like she was talking about me. She goes, hey, I don't know if you've been dealing with this, but I wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. And she works at her and her husband both work at the same place. And it's a very prestigious university. And she said that every like they've been posting a lot on social media to hype everyone up about their podcast. And she said that all of a sudden everyone's been talking shit about them behind their back, that people are coming to her and telling her that at lunch the other day, one of their uh, co-workers, they ended up having a heated discussion with one of their co-workers because they just didn't understand why they were doing this and it wasn't going to make them money and um you know they're already busy and they have two kids why would you do this and she's like I just feel like everyone's up in arms that we're trying to do better for ourselves and I've never seen anything like this it's it's crazy yeah it's insane yeah sorry no no no. I was just gonna say it's like I cannot believe that there's something like like this is one of my passion projects this makes me so it makes my soul happy I cannot believe that people closest to you will be the ones that will defer like totally walk away from you or won't celebrate with you but I've learned that you you have to be the most excited about your projects and the thing that you do and becoming an entrepreneur because no one is going to be as excited as you for you. And some people want to keep you where you are yeah, because they don't ever see themselves getting there. They can't. And this is no shame to anyone. And I'm, I'm rambling off several reasons why someone might do this, but because people can't see themselves there, they don't want to see you there either. Right. 
It's, it's intimidating to them too. You have to, you know, like see watching someone grow so rapidly is intimidating to other people who are stuck in where they are. And they, through that intimidation causes that, that kind of like backlash a little bit because they're deflecting their own feelings. Yeah. I have a friend that every time we talk about stuff, she'll, she loves to support me, but she'll always start with, you know what your problem is? And then she'll go into like what I'm not doing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, okay. Like it's just people will not, what do you, what's the word I'm looking for? They will not condone what they don't understand. Yeah. I mean, Gary V would say, uh, drop the dead weight and run with the ones that want to go to the top with you. Don't drag the one that's holding you back. Run with the people who support you, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I'm serving all these people and there's only a few of you that don't like it. Trust me. I know that I'm doing something right. Right. And, and you typically they're the ones that come back around when, when you are at the top, like, Oh, good job. Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) And it's like, where were you the last five years? Oh, you and I were talking about that Rachel Hollis quote. Do you remember it? Oh, yes. She says that the people sitting in the cheap seats aren't allowed to dictate what happens in the ring. Mm. And that was like, what? So true. I'm like, yes. I love Rachel Hollis. You guys should go get her book, Girl, Wash Your Face, because it's absolutely amazing. It, it just talks about our fear limiting beliefs. And and that to me was huge. The people sitting in the cheap seats, the ones that are staying in where they are, are not allowed to dictate your growth and your ability to step inside that ring and fight till you reach your goals and you reach it to reach the top. I mean, it resonated with me on a very high level. Mm, I agree. It's in it and you won't know it until you're in it as an entrepreneur, but it'll blow you away what some of the people closest to you and your loved ones and how they'll react. Or I just have some people too. They're like, just because they don't understand it, they won't talk about it. Like I'll be like, Oh my God, Hey, I just got featured in this article and blah, blah. blah. And they'll be like, Oh, that's cool. So what are you doing on Sunday? Like, (laughs) yeah, they just can't converse with me about it. And I'm like, fine, it's fine. (laughs) Right. So you and I discussed your entrepreneurship journey. And one of the most, one of our most vulnerable connections was that we both said last year was one of our worst years of our lives, which was so crazy. Cause I think I said it and you were like, Oh my God, girl, me too. Like everyone that listens to my podcast knows I almost lost my son last year. I was hospitalized cause I had an infection after that. Like I was, it was insane. And my son spent 80 something days in the NICU and then turned around and had what I would consider the best year of my life this year, hands down out of 29 years. And then you were like, girl, me too. Tell like, it's like the comeback is real, right? (laughs) Uh, You don't eat. Yeah. The comeback is real. And yeah, last year was brutal. I mean, I was dealing with all the stuff we talked about earlier. I had leaky gut syndrome and it had really affected me last year with my anxiety and the, I wasn't able to get over my anxiety. So what I started doing was projecting it on my boyfriend and giving him, you know, when you're not you, I've never had anxiety in my entire life. So getting it abruptly and not being able to deal with it was a struggle in itself. And then pushing it on to someone else because you get like, Oh my gosh, I don't want this. So I'm just going to give it to you causes a lot of issues. It causes a lot of things that were happening. So I was in a low place personally and in my relationship because of what I was bringing to the table or wasn't bringing to the table at that point in my life. There was lots of highs and lows. We had lots of transitions happening. We moved, we bought a condo, renovations. There were a number of different things that were just going the wrong way. And at the end of the year, we sat down together and I looked at my boyfriend, Greg, and I said, 
2018 is going to be nothing like 2017. I am going to have the best year of my life. And I manifested that. Mm. I hadn't manifested anything in 2017. Everything was negative. Relationships that I was building in the community were not as strong as ones I have now. And that was because of what was happening on the inside of me. Mm. We cannot change. The only person that can change you is you. And until you're aware of that and you are in tune with what's actually happening inside, nothing on the outside is going to change. Nothing. And I manifested that, Jessica. I manifested it so hard. I wrote sticky notes and put it on my mirror. I told myself affirmations every single day. I was grateful for the life I was living. Things were going to get better. And sure as shit, the universe provided. And it, it it's all about energies. I mean, it, it is. And it sounds so crazy. And but meditation, it's so, and manif- it's so real. The mind is the most powerful thing we have. And we have to be nice to it. If we're not nice to it, it's never going to serve us at the capacity that it should. It's never going to allow us to give the gift that we were given to the world. This is like the best gift you can give yourself. And I just want to stress to people and understand if somebody's listening to this and they're like, you're, you're talking to yourself and you're writing sticky notes, you sound effing crazy. Right. I remember doing this a year and a half ago and I remember driving in the car and I had heard over and over again on these podcasts that people were like, you have to say positive affirmations for you, to yourself. And I was driving in the car and I was like, okay, am I really about to say like, you're strong, you're pretty. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so stupid. And then I looked around the car and I'm like, but nobody's in the car with me. So I can do it. And I said it and I was just like, okay, well, I don't feel any better. Like, right. So, but then I just committed to doing it every day. And what people don't understand is it's, it is the universe, but it's, it's not that you're saying these things so that the universe just plops these things in your lap. You're saying it because you're training your brain to believe it. You're allowing your yourself to let that energy flow through you. Mm-hmm. And that's where the power comes is it's all energies. It really is. And it's, and it's crazy to say, because it's consistency. You can't do it one day and think things are going to change. It doesn't work that way. You have to show up for yourself. And I can, I would drill this into the ground is you have to show up for yourself every single day. When shit gets real and hard, that is the adversity you have to overcome to get to the next level. It's a test. If you, if you crave and you quit, well, then you've just You've just quit on yourself and everything that you've worked on, all of those affirmations and all of those things that you're showing up and doing every single day, you've just quit on yourself. No one else, no one else quit on you. You quit on you. Right. You know, the only way you can change something is when you take responsibility for it. And even if yes. you, I'm like few and far between, are we ever the victim? And even if we are, we still have to take responsibility for the way we feel. Yeah. I'm all about feeling, feeling the emotion, letting it in. I mean, feel it. Don't push it away because that's not doing you any good either. Feel your emotion, allow yourself to cry or scream or throw something at the wall. I mean, don't throw anything at anybody else. Cause that's not, <laughs> that's not okay. But you know, throw a pillow, Put a pillow on your face and just scream really loud into it. Get that emotion out because you need to feel it and you need to be with yourself so that way you can move forward. And it's going to come out some other way and it's exactly 90% chance it's going to come out onto somebody else. Yep. And in a negative capacity. Exactly. And you're going to wish that you never said what you said or did what you did, but you did it because you were just trying to let out a frustration or something that was happening inside of you and not doing it the right way. Exactly. So best piece of advice you ever received. Oh my goodness. This is going to sound so minor really, 
But this was a breaking point for me in my life. And it came from my dad, actually. Um, my dad is my hero. He's amazing. I look up to him on every aspect of life. And my mom as well, just in, in different capacities. But he told me, and this was in my first sales job, but it meant a lot more than just sales. I was not used to being told no. I was new into sales and I was like, why don't these people want to do business with me? Why don't they like me? What's wrong with me? <laughs> and he said, well, first thing, it's not you. You need to take yourself out of the equation. He's like, what are you doing to help yourself before you walk into that meeting? And he said, I mean, my dad's 40 years older than me. He told me, he said, I still to this day before I walk into any business meeting say to myself, I'll sing it sometimes. Here I come to save the day. Here I come to Aww. save the day. What I have to offer is better than what they're going to get from anyone else. And I mean that because I'm genuine and it's me that they're buying. It's what I'm bringing to the table that they're buying. It's the service and the, the, the leadership and the servant leadership and the heart-centered feel that I'm bringing to the table is what people are buying from me. I am here to save the day. If you say that to yourself before every phone call, before every meeting, before every interaction, you will be so surprised at the outcome. And I, I do that every single time I walk into a meeting or make a phone call or meet someone new or in anything that I'm doing. Here I come to save the day. No, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. I love it. <laughs> That's not minor. I love it. I'm like, I never thought about that at all. I love it. That is so cool because then you don't feel like you're going somewhere to be pushy or forceful exactly. or push something down somebody's throat. But here I am with a solution to save it. Save your day. Here you go. It changes your own mindset too. You know, when you walk in somewhere, it's not like, oh, what are they going to think? Like, are they going to like it? Are they going to? No, I'm here to save the day. What I have to offer is amazing. It's me. It's the service I'm providing. It's the product I'm providing, whatever it may be that you are serving someone. And if they decide this isn't for them, that's okay. Mm. That's okay. Mm. I love it. I love <laughs> it. All right. So 18 year old Rachel Lutz, Florida or wherever you were, little town, what advice would you give to 18 year old Rachel? Looking oh my right God. now. Stop drinking alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> you may think the party is fun now, but girlfriend, it's not getting you anywhere. I pretty much would probably say that to myself. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I think that at the age of 18, I was going through, you know, most 18s, what most 18 year olds go through is that party stage, kind of finding yourself and figuring things out. And, and you want to be a part of the group and you want to be a part of the group, but I will say none of that matters. Mm. None of that matters. Whatever relationships you have at the age of 18, whatever you think is the cool thing to do, it's really not the cool thing to do. In, in later on in life, you're going to look back and say, well, I could have, I kind of wasted some time there. I mean, live in your moment, be a young 18 year old, but I just, I think I would be more, I would tell myself to be more focused on pursuing things that served me rather than showing up for things that were wasting my money and time. Yeah. And it's so crazy. I feel like it's it's almost like because I've met people that are in their 30s now that are going through that phase. And then when you have a conversation with them, they'll be like, well, you know, when I was 18, 19, I was I was focused on going to college and I was living with my parents and they were so serious about me making straight A's or, you know, I was doing this or I had three jobs or whatever. And all of a sudden you realize they never went through that phase. And I feel like you have to go through that phase. And it's not necessarily drinking alcohol, but it's like you have to have this phase where you discover yourself and you do everything wrong and you focus on the wrong 
things to kind yeah. of bring you back home. Yeah, I'm happy I did it young, honestly. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> because like I got it out of the way and I realized, you know, there was a, a point in my life and I was 19 at this time. I can remember it so specifically where it was the time to choose which path I was going to take. Oh, he was I gonna, right in the face. Oh, yeah. Was I going to take the path of destruction where I was headed or was I going to take the path to improve and to, to dive into who I know I am and who I know I can be and how I can grow to get there. And that was a huge, and we, everybody has to go through that, right? You have to have that choice and you hope that, you know, your kids or your friends choose the right path, but it's a choice and everybody has to, has to make that decision at some point in their life. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. It hits you right in the face and it's like, you're either going to go left or you're going to go right. But if you want to take the long road, it's going to be a while. Right. Mm. Well, I'm glad you made the right de- decision because you're, you're amazing now. <laughs> oh, thank you. It, you know, it's a, it's a journey. It's, it's the journey that's beautiful. You make yep. mistakes, you grow, you learn, you do dumb things, and you just move on. <laughs> well, we're imperfect people, and we're going to continue to make mistakes for the rest of our lives, and that's okay. Yes. So I had a ball with you. Where can my listeners stalk you and all your great goodness that you give away to your audience? Yes. Um, thank you so much for having me. I am Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L underscore Brie, B-R-E-A on Instagram and also on Facebook. And my website is rachelbree.com. So there's lots of fun things happening. I've got freebies and, and good content and, and try to add as much value as possible on all platforms. So I hope to see you all there. So awesome. Thank you, Rachel, so much for spending time with us today and giving us your authentic self. You were, you were great. Thanks, girl. I am so happy I got to be here with you. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded face is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.